In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome back. Happy holidays? Is it too early? I don't know. What do we think? It's that time of year where people just say that while they're like running around screaming and crying because like everything is so stressful. So (laughs) just happy holidays. Yes. Yes. Happy holidays. I mean, our episode is very holiday themed. So there's that. It is very. When you sent me the title, I thought you like were just over exaggerating the name of it to make it holiday ish. And I was like, oh, no, this is. It's it's the season. No. And I was like, this story has everything is is wild. But before that, we do have exciting news. We got the final confirmation and we got our date squared away. We're doing a live show February 16th at our favorite place, Union Hall. Union Hall. It's such a fun little spot in Brooklyn. And like, it just like feels like so cozy and cute. And, like, everyone can, like, vibe and hang out after. And it's on a Thursday this time, so it's nice, too. Like, it's post-work plans. Yes. 7.30. Come have, a, come have a great time with us. Yeah, and then the next day's Friday, so, like, you could take... We could take Pinot Grigio shots. Yeah. We could um, even take the day off. Have a good time. Exactly. Take the day <laughs> off. I don't work on Fridays, so I'm like, oh, let's go. Okay. Okay, good to know. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be ready to drink with anybody after the show. <laughs> Sarah's closing down Union Hall. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> like you just our signed first up for show. That. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking them out of all their wine. Um, we literally did. But yeah, so come on out. Um, the tickets are up now on Union Hall's website. And they're also at the link in our bio on Instagram at not another true crime. We would love to see you all. Um, yes. And it's going to be a fun time. We'll it's play some games, fun. do some crimes. We don't know what else. We've been doing some stuff. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. And then, I guess, should we just get right into today? I think we got season's greetings. Season's greetings. I know. That will be right after another holiday, Valentine's Day. And Ooh, you're right. This, so maybe, ooh, maybe we can look at some Valentine's Day crimes. I'm sure there's no shortage of that. You know, mm. people get people get testy. You know, you get the wrong gift. Something might happen to you. So mm-hmm. there is that. There is that. And uh, when people celebrate Valentine's Day with multiple people that you didn't realize were their Valentines. Exactly. Oh, my God. Killer Sally. Valentine's just, Day, 1983 or whenever it was. Truly. That's why I just literally was thinking of that. Uh, iconic. Well, we, we won't cover that one again, but we'll do something fun. So speaking of something, I don't know that it's fun. It started off fun. It starts off fun. Takes a really takes a lot of left turns. I'm going to be honest. Oh, so many left, and I'm a lefty, and I was like, this is so left that I, it's not, it's not right, it's not okay, so it's the Whitney Houston edited version of that song, it's, but it is, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's true, and by the way, we're not talking about the woke, <laughs> the oh, woke left, no, we're, no, no, I mean, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> we are fine with whatever holiday, remember when people got mad at Starbucks for like holiday cups? I mean, so it's, it's foolish. All I know is whenever I go there, I end up spending... 
nine dollars for the drinks. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Like I feel like these days. I mean, I don't even know if it's inflation, but you get a fifteen dollars Starbucks gift card, you get like a drink and a half out of it. You got a puppuccino. <laughs> I'm literally just licking a tall whipped cream like in the corner and I still owe two bucks. Right? Oh my gosh. Ugh. Well, it is kind of perfect that we're right in that moment we were like back in our day, a Starbucks was 4 bucks because this was way back well this was way before our day. Oh, this was way back in the day and shouts out to Daniel friend, our good friend. Just kidding. I'm sorry, I bet he gets that all the time and hates that. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh, reporter in Texas Monthly, he did the Lord's work. That's where a lot of our information is coming from. And also um, T-S-H-A online. And I went into the old newspaper archives as well. So that was fun. That's because our crime is taking place in Texas in 1927. Almost 100 years ago. (laughs) No, I'm not okay with that information. Isn't that crazy? Oh God. Ah, yeah. Wait, that's wild. Time. Still oh <laughs> time. Meanwhile, it's. I mean, it's still 2021 in my head. Oh, it's 2019 to me. So, <laughs> yeah. Who knows what's happening? Forever chasing the feeling of it being 2019. Lord. So today we're going to be talking about the Santa heist that wasn't. And I know that sounds like <laughs> a movie with, like. I don't who would be in that movie? Ben Stiller? Oh, I was gonna say Lacey Sherbert, because it was giving me Hallmark. Okay. True. But maybe but maybe it could be maybe Lacey could get on a Paramount Plus Christmas movie with Ben Stiller. I think I was just thinking of like Tower Heist. Oh. And like who would do a Christmas version of that? And also I have to I feel like I have to say I am sick and my brain is just like like insane. Like it's just scrambled eggs danny put it earlier so Mm -hmm. there we go scrambled eggs and ham yes if i'm off the wall it is not because i'm drunk but i think my brain thinks that i am cold medication does that (laughs) i'm not even on any oh shoot this is just au natural oh my god when i'm sick i am i need i need i need all the pops and the syrup and everything like that so hats off to you (laughs) Okay, so anyway, um, we are that meme now of let's get right into it 40 minutes later. (laughs) So we're in Texas. It's 1927. It's two days before Christmas and Marshall Ratliff dressed up as Santa Claus and walked into the first national bank of Cisco, followed by three men in suits. And he held up a gun and demanded $12,200 in cash and $150,000 in securities. Um. I don't think he like verbally said that. I think that he was like, stick him up. Like he actually probably did uh, say that. Well, I mean, because back then, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't like, give me exactly 12200 He was just like, give me the cash. And, I like, also we'll go into the vault. need to go into, because this was 100 years ago. So I did the math on what that is now. Mm-hmm. It's over 200 grand. In cash alone? Yeah. That's legit. Damn. Uh, Well... This was like probably the worst planned bank robbery of all time. <laughs> to the point that I'm like, was it planned? No, literally. To the point that I'm like, and the outcome is just so sad that I it's know. just like, for for the worst planned bank robbery. Um, anyway. It really was a fuck it, we're doing it live type of scenario. S- literally. Um, so this basically set off a chain of events that would lead to multiple deaths and also the largest manhunt in Texas at the time. That's insane. 
his and also some important context is that um bank robberies were like all the rage back then (laughs) (laughs) but no seriously there were three to four bank robberies per day in texas i don't understand how that even howard like i guess it's a big state i'm like how does that happen it's like that meme of like the cheeto holding the lock in place of the door yes i'm like that was their security system was like please don't well and also when you think of it now i feel like there are hundreds of like financial scams that happen a day so like true it's not you know what i mean but now it's just like over email when like you're like oh i guess i owe this and i'm like oh now my locked out of every single account yeah Uh, well so because of this the texas bankers association was offering this is actually absurd um five thousand dollars for anybody who shot a bank robber like during the commission of a robbery which is like Okay, so now we're just, like, paying people to go full vigilante? That's, like, not okay. Vigilante shit. They were just like, you know what, guys? Let's go out there and fuck some shit up. Yeah. They, I mean, honestly, like, when I read that Santa Claus walked into a bank followed by four men in suits, I was getting very, like, Dark Knight Rises vibes. Mm. And now, given that there's kind of, like, a bounty, so I don't know, oh. sort of, on these bank yeah, robbers, I'm is. like, it is really, really giving Gotham City Gotham City, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. A little backstory on our man Marshall. He like like Sarah said, bank robbing was very in then, and this man really enjoyed robbing a bank. It was kind of if there was a hinge back then, I feel like he would have put on his profiles like I like fishing and robbing banks. I feel like <laughs> it's kind of just his mo. <clears throat> because before this one, he committed a bank robbery in Valera, Texas. Uh, I don't know where that is in Texas, but it sounds like a fun place. I don't I have no no idea. Um, who knows? He was in prison for that. But he was pardoned by the Texas governor after a year, along with his brother, with whom he committed the robbery with. So maybe they were kind of just like, oh, let the kids out. Like, let the, let the, let the. The governor committed, like, not committed, pardoned, like, 4,000 people. 
Wow. I don't think they were all bank robbers, but she did a lot of pardons when um around this time. So I guess, yeah, they were two of the lucky people. All right, there we go. Okay. Um, he also, him and his brother were supposed to do um, a robbery at the FN, like, BC. The, that was the, sorry, I was too lazy. They were supposed to do it together for the first National Bank of Cisco, but. They, uh, he got, uh, the, the brother got arrested before they could type of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm, it happens. It's not hard. That's, I, maybe that was the wrench in the plan. I don't know if that was. That's one of many. Many one wrenches. Of many wrenches. This is like a toolkit when like you're looking for a screwdriver, but you're like, I just got wrenches. It's like Ikea. All you get is like that shitty bootleg Allen wrench. Oh, <laughs> the amount of swear words I have said to that Ikea wrench. I, 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 I don't think I've ever had more like vitriol to something ever before because it doesn't work. No, no, it does not. And you like it. It's like so flimsy, like it breaks. Oh, and it like hurts your hands. And if you're a lefty, <laughs> it is extra harder. I do stand by that. Um, and then so, you're stuck with like half of like a scorg or whatever. Oh. And you're like, what do I do with this bookshelf? And I'm like, let me just throw this out. And it just is constantly wobbling. <laughs> <laughs> and you just deal with it until you move. And you're like, I'll put, I I, I, I don't need that in my new place. Um, But in place of his brother, our boy found some ex-cons to do the heist with him. I mean... It's kind of fun. Like, I don't even know. Like, the lineup of people he has kind of does seem like a movie comedy of crime names. Like, Henry Helms. You got Helms at the helm. Robert Hill. Yeah, Robert Hill. Going in for the hill. And Louis Davis, who Davis was not a con, but was a relative of Helms. So Helms was just like, let me bring this guy in. Because it needed to be a family affair in some, some regards. This is what I'm saying. Just the worst plan heist, like... They're really just pulling up the B team and hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, they pulled in Davis. Yeah, they got him last minute. At first, because um, they were like, um, oh, because like at first they had a safe cracker. So someone who I guess knows what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> but then he got the flu, topical. <laughs> right. <'Cause, laughs> See, it's always going around this time of year. Wait, true. Wait, actually true. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Um, yeah, shout out to you if you're listening sick, which I'm sure half of our listeners are <laughs> sick in some degree right now. Um, <clears throat> but so they roped in uh, Davis because he needed money. So that's always great when you're like, okay, you don't have skills, but you're hungry. I guess we'll see what happens. Like you're hungry for the hustle. That's what I'm saying. <gasps> and another crazy thing. So we have Davis, the last minute replacement with no training for this. Related to Helms, and then Robert Hale, who's 19. Yeah, it's a real, a real ragtag bunch. Yeah, I, I mean, an amazing Tegan and Sarah song. Shout out to anybody who was sad when The Con came out. Well, The Con, great album, not a great thing to be. But yeah, this team, they just can't walk. I'm shocked. I'm sure if there was cameras back then, someone tripped when they walked in. <laughs> like, that's just a guarantee. That's so funny. <laughs> so they stole a car in Wichita Falls and then drove on down to Cisco. So here was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> to use that term loosely. So since the people in the town knew Marshall, his plan was to dress up like Santa Claus to rob this bank, which I think begs a few questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that make you more memorable? 
a standout of Santa Claus. Like, truly every single person looking at you. It reminds me of, like, the funny jokes, like, like when like, you're going for another Costco sample and you just put on the fake mustache. And it's like, <laughs> what are you, what's your endgame with this? And number two, why not just rob a different bank? Why'd you take the car at Wichita Falls? Why don't you go to a bank there? I do not know. And also, I love, too, like, when, like, they have their little powwow, I'm sure. He's like, okay, so here's the plan. Santa. Yeah. I think it did kind of work because people were so distracted by the fact that Santa Claus was in the bank. Like, they didn't really realize that. Well, I'll get to this. But, yeah, they didn't realize it was a real robbery at first. They were just like, haha, Santa, just doing some jokes. You're like, am I in the naughty or nice list? Yeah. And then, so so I think that it did work in that respect. So. Hmm. Around noon, they enter the bank. They yell, stick them up. Like, seriously, like <laughs> like a movie. And yeah, up, at first people up. thought it was a joke because it was like Santa Claus, This men, these men in suits. They Ima- were just like, what's going on? And imagine being like, they're just like so serious and everyone's just laughing at them. Just like. I know. Oh, my God. Babe. I hope everyone but, else dresses elves. Side note. No, I don't. I that would have been so good. But I think they missed opportunity. Missed opportunity, indeed. Um, So. But then I feel like it'd be hard to run away with like those pointy shoes. That's true. (laughs) So, okay, one woman and her daughter who came in just behind the bank robbers were able to run out and like just start yelling for the police. So Mm. the police know really quickly that there's a bank robbery going on. So Marshall- Because there's three or four a day. (laughs) There's three or four. I know. They're just like on standby waiting. Um it's the citizen app, but for bank robberies. Oh my no. gosh! Um, just kidding. I the worst app. Um, it's ter- yes. So Marshall got the teller to open the safe and started filling a sack with like cash and stuff like that. Um, a sack again, truly 1927. And just like give it us cash, yeah. Old times. Um, but yeah, so these guys like were not subtle. The police knew they were there pretty much right away. So gunshots broke out. I just imagine and, them like firing into the air, like, like cowboy style. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and there was like an alley outside. So they run out of the bank. There's like an alley outside of the bank, and over 200 rounds are exchanged, Shit. which is a lot. Um, the police chief and one of the officers were killed in the shootout, and six civilians were wounded. And Oof. Marshall Ratliff and uh, Davis were also wounded, but. They were able to ultimately get out since they took hostages with them and used them as cover. And I think they were like, like young girls or like teen, like children maybe. But so oh, they God. were able to kind of use these hostages to get out. Um, but then there was a problem with their getaway car. Of course there was. Because also, did they? Because I feel like who was the getaway car driver? Did they even? Say? I don't remember. Because something tells me that I feel like they all would have gone in. And they forgot the key point of having a getaway car driver. That is my, in like, inference from reading about this because no one was pointed out as one. So I think they fucked up in that. Regard. That's funny. Maybe. Um, I don't know. So there, there was a problem with their getaway car, and I'm not really sure what it is. Um, according to Texas Monthly, the problem was that, uh, one bullet hit a tire and caused a flat, and then another made a hole in the gas tank. Um, but the Abilene reporter. Those are two reporter, big problems. <laughs> Those are two very big problems. Um, but the Abilene reporter says that they forgot to gas up the getaway car. Um, That's what I want to believe. And also that is what too. I more so believe. 
I wouldn't put it past these clowns. And also because they actually managed to get very far with that car. And I feel like if you had a hole in your gas tank, like you wouldn't be able to go anywhere. That is so true. And I also feel like they would be like, okay, we have $4 because it was back then. And they're like, okay, should we either ball out on the fancy Santa costume or get more gas? And they're like, the no. red velvet. I know. They're like, like, you gotta, you have to look good, you know, dress yeah. for the job you want. Yeah. And they're like, did you need to get the rosy cheek paint too? Did you? And he's like, yeah, it's for my character. Oh my God, right. Yeah. So whatever happened with their car, something was amiss. And I, I really wouldn't put anything past them. Um, Especially. <laughs> So then they go to hijack a car and they hijack a car from the a 14-year-old kid named Woody Harris is driving. And I like don't understand time. I'm like wait, what? I'm like what was the 20s? I don't know. I will like I do remember my friends from like Florida and Georgia and stuff. They could oh. legit drive when they were 15. I forgot that Oh my god, wow. I don't know why that feels so different than 16. Yeah. <laughs> like, it feels so dramatically. I know it's two years or so, but wow. Yeah, so they try to hijack a car. They're able to get, like, a little ways out of town. And they try to hijack a car from, like, a literal child. Oh, God. <laughs> also, part of me is, like, I wonder if they just let 14-year-olds drive because, like, what was the life expectancy 100 years ago? That is true. I mean, probably not super dramatic, but... And also, it's kind of just like, well, what else is there to, for a kid to do? Yeah. I, go, go. Well, also, I feel like they probably, yeah, who knows? Maybe they, maybe like 14-year-olds. I think, yeah, who knows? Yeah. It's not that different from what it is today, no. like when you could get your learner's permit, when you can, in some places, get your learner's permit when you're like 15. I think it's also just funny because as you get older, I'm like, wait, 21-year-olds can do things? I'm like, you are a child. So I think the farther away you get from that age, That's the more I'm just so like, true. you are a baby. That's so true. Okay, so the average life expectancy for men in 1920 was around 53, 54. All right. So. Isn't it that thing, too, that number is always brought down more because of infant mortality rates, because of, like, how bad sometimes delivering babies A hundred percent. Yeah, it, it does not mean that most people died when they were 50. <laughs> I remember learning that being like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wow. So in Texas now, you can start taking driver's ed when you're 14. That is too young. Sir. That is, like, scary. I'm like, you're still going through poverty. You, also, like, how does... Yeah, I'm like... I guess I also am really bad at, like, picturing... I'm like, how do you see over the wheel? I guess I was tall... I guess you're tall enough when you're 14. But, like, still... How do you and have these strengths I still can't see over the wheel. <laughs> oh, okay, well, there, there we go. <laughs> I, I buy a cushion. This is actually true. I have a... Wait, like a actually... Yes, uh, I can so see over the wheel. That's like, it's not that dramatic, but I get a cushion that I got from like the kitchen section of Bed Bath & Beyond oh. and I drive with that. And this is why I don't drive. Okay, fair. So fair, you're fair, fair, safe. Fair. Everybody on the road, you are safe. You are good. You are good. Because <laughs> I'm not there. Um, <laughs> speaking of being on the roads, <laughs> so <laughs> they pull over Woody Harris and he's with his parents and his grandma in the car. Um, and... So then um, Hill, like, helps, is, like, helping everybody out of the car. And they're trying to, like, evacuate the car. Yeah. They're like, Grandma, we got to have your car. <laughs> he he actually said that. Yeah. Because Grandma was 80 and Grandma was very confused. Fair. Um, so Grandma was kind of slow to get up because mm -hmm. she's 80. Give the woman a break. 
So I'm slow to get up. I'm not even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he'll, he literally, this is like kind of sweet and wholesome. So he picks her up and carries her out of the car, sets her down on like someone's nearby porch swing. Oh. So I'm like, oh, wholesome. So their plan was to load all the money and all the stuff into the car and then have Woody drive it. Oh, Lord. But while they were getting everybody out of the car and like transferring stuff over, police are on their tail. Like it's a stressful period of time. Um, so while they're doing that, Woody, who was driving, literally just like took the keys to the car with him on the way out. That is funny. So they're just he's like, you can have the car. Yes. And so the, and he just like takes off running. So they didn't even realize. So they, they're like about to start driving the getaway car. And they're like, shit, we can't drive the car because this kid like ran away with the keys. They're like, who has the key? You're like, you have the key? No, you have the key. Like, is it in <laughs> so a bag? Dumb. Can you double check a bag? Yeah. So then they go back to their old car um, and they left all the money in Woody's car because they had no time to transfer it all back before getting away. I mean, that is the main purpose that we're here. Mm-hmm. Guys, what are we doing? Like, what, 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 what? Legit, at that point, I'm like, just turn yourselves in. Like, it's you don't over. have the money, so why are you running? And then also kind of wholesome note is that Woody did later return the money to the bank. Oh, that is sweet. <laughs> and later on, Robert Hill would say that Harris, quote, prevented our successful escape with the money we had, which to me was just very like, and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids. <laughs> Emphasis on the meddling kids, like literally. Yeah. I also like, I mean, dude, you got you got outsmarted by a 14 year old. Yep. Live with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, again, I'm like, you guys deserve to get outsmarted by a 14-year-old because mm-hmm. this was, you guys basically improvised a bank robbery, and that was not smart. Mm, not at all. Yeah, it's not, it is, um, you should sketch write a bank robbery. You should not do improv. You can't yes-end your way mm-hmm. out of this crime. So they go back to their original beaten down car. They managed to drive a few miles out of town and then they ditched the car in the woods. And they also ditched their hostages and they ditched the Santa suit. And they kind of like hide out in the brush for a couple of days. Um, and yeah, well, along just, the way, they just they took another hostage. They stole multiple cars. Like, what are they, they even let, doing now? Like what? They, okay, now they are truly just making it up, I feel, as they go because they're just... Stealing cars and getting hostages to try to, like, get from one point to the next. Um, But the police are, like, on their tail. And then when they let that one hostage go, the hostage tells the the police, like, what's happening, where they're headed, like, where he was picked up. So they make it all the way to Young County when police catch up with them. Okay. So they they, they tried. Oh, actually, I don't even know if they... Maybe they, I would say they tried, but they didn't put an effort, I feel like is how I'm summating them so far. Um, and also by this point, Santa missed Christmas. Christmas has come and gone. The heist is over. That, you know, the cookies are gone, everything like that. A car chase ensues and goes on for four miles. Okay, wait, this is actually what's very funny. So um, they managed to get... So they start in Cisco, which is in Eastland County, Texas. They get to Young County. That is 87 miles away. It is an hour and a half drive. Wow. I feel like they did not get that far. 
No. For especially how much when you're they had to, to do. And also for like the weeks that they also were like hiding and everything like that as well. It was like days, but days yeah. yeah but like still that's not you could drive a, like, i'm like you could walk that i think at that point literally because i'm like you could drive <laughs> like in days? two hours a day or something yeah <laughs> yeah i'm just like it's so, not not great i guess car chase might be a little bold but <laughs> it ensued i went on until of course the robber's car stopped suddenly and at this point they just said you know let's get out and try to unru- like outrun these cops on foot because what can outrun a car? Their feet. I guess that's what they thought. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're, they're really at the end of the line here. Boys to men, end of the road. It really is just full, full swing. One of the cops also gets out of the car and then starts firing off uh, his shotgun. He hit uh, Ratliff, who is then arrested. Helms and Hill did escape into the woods for like a few more days, but then they ultimately just kind of like called it quits out of exhaustion because I feel like these these boys were not built for the woods. They 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 uh they weren't built for a lot of things because they really can't seem to be doing anything right. So they gave up and kind of like turned themselves in. So since Helms was the one who shot and killed the two police officers during the shootout, he was sentenced to death. Uh Marshall Ratliff also tried like to get out of it a little bit. He pled insanity. And because he was involved, though, with the two deaths of the cops, he was additionally sentenced to death. And he actually did manage to convince people that he was mentally ill. Um, but then he tried to escape. So, which, like, you, he had people so close and uh, then kind of uh, fucked himself over there at the end. He got a hold of a gun somehow and... Tried, it was shot at uh, the deputy sheriff, Tom Jones, at the time. Uh, but the jailer and his daughter, the, the power of like the kids in this are really impressive. I mean, I'm not sure how old the daughter was. But, Actually true. Right? But they were able to rush in and stop him from escaping. Uh, like, so it's kind of crazy that he almost could have just like pled insanity, but did all of this, was sentenced to death. To be fair, uh, like, I don't know if you'd want to be in like oh, that's a true. mental health facility in 1927. But I'm sure it's better than execution, which is what happened to some of these guys. Yeah. Uh, Jones was hurt bad in the shooting and was likely not going to recover. And the townspeople were pissed. Uh, An angry mob of over like a thousand people showed up and stormed the jail. uh, And they killed him. Wow. Like, we started at Santa robbing a bank. We ended at mob justice. (laughs) And what, like, wh- all I can say when I got to this point was, what? <laughs> I don't I don't even know how we got to, yeah, it, uh, very, very insane. All after Christmas, so, cold, yeah. Uh, one person out of all these people did make it out alive, Robert Hill. Yes. He, he was sentenced to life in prison. He tried to escape several times. These people just, they're not, they're not giving up. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, it's it is impressive, and it is impressive yeah. to try to escape from from prison. Um, but it is kind of multiple funny. times too. Multiple yeah. times, it's kind and of. And then funny. they just paroled him too, which is kind of interesting. Which like that's, they're just like, you know yes, what? that's well, yeah. they're just like, you know what? Have it. <laughs> just, just get the fuck out of here. They're just like so done. Yep. When he got out, he changed his name. What's crazy 
is that once he got out, he actually befriended that 14-year-old that they Woody. tried, like, Woody, yeah, who they <laughs> tried to take the car, return the money. I kind of love that. He's like, hey, pal. What's-? I literally love that twist. Like, it is kind of wholesome. And I think I read an article recently where it's about someone who befriended someone. I need to look that up. Where it's like kind of in a similar thing that happened yeah. recently too. Because I feel like Hill was just 19 at the time of the robbery. So he did yeah. his time. He pr- presumably like changed his ways, put it behind him. And I could have a Budweiser with a little kid who's now decades older. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like, they actually were close in age. So mm-hmm. it actually does make sense. Um and uh, Woody, Woody enjoyed hanging out because he Woody called him a fine fellow uh, yes. in a 1977 article with the Abilene Reporter News. And they, <laughs> they also celebrated the 50th anniversary of the robbery together. which Or like, yeah, of like the attempted hijacking, which I'm like, oh, my God, they're out in the bars and people are like, how did you guys meet? Yeah. And they're like, well, it's a funny story. Um, they're like, who wants to tell it? Do you do you want to do it? Uh, us too. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, hinge. Three, two truths and a lie. Um, <laughs> I met my best friend because I tried to hijack his car after I robbed a bank. You know, like, I tried to hijack his car, hijacked his heart. <laughs> BFFL. My God. They're probably not alive now. Uh, most definitely not. <laughs> my God, yeah. I... I absolutely love that. <laughs> I love I love that we 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 searched far and wide for a holiday-ish episode yeah. to kind of we ease in with the with the with the Christmas week. So there 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 is that. I mean, I don't think it gets more Christmas than Santa trying to rob a bank a hundred years ago. It does not, you know. I mean, wow. It kind of. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It ends horribly, but. It kind of ends with the Christmas spirit of like forgiveness and friendship. Is that what Christmas is about? I don't know. I was going to, well, I think you hit the nail on the head where it's like usually the holidays ended horribly. True. (laughs) Ended horribly, but you know what? Some of us make it through. (laughs) What will probably have a better ending for us, I hope, is whatever game Jorge concocted for us to play this week. Okay, so. What a case, but for today's game, as we're winding down the year, as we all know, 2022 has been a year of some twists. Some crazy things have happened. Uh, Twitter was bought by a crazy billionaire. I mean, there's been a lot happening. So I thought we could play a good old game of true or false (laughs) called twist in the case or pulling my leg. So this is how it's going to work. I'm going to give you a statement about some famous crime that had uh, some sort of twist in it. Hmm. And it's going to be your job to tell me whether this was, in fact, a twist in the case or if I'm just pulling your leg and made this whole thing up. Now, listen carefully, because some of these uh, fake statements are little words or little details that might be in this statement. It could be anything that's wrong. Tricky. I try not to be too uh, devilish with this, but... Mm, we'll see about that. Just just listen carefully. Mm. So who would like to go first? I'll go first. All right, Danny. Here is your first statement. Nearly 30 years after this serial killer's spree, the Golden Gate Killer was finally arrested in 2018 
after DNA evidence revealed that a former cop had been responsible for the brutal killings. Oh, was it 30 years? I mean, oh, it was sounds... it a twist in the case or am I pulling your leg? Oh, it's a twist in the case. That it was a twist in the yeah. case. That is correct. That is true. Everything was true there. I kept on being like, was it 30 or 31? Imagine. Nothing that that minuscule. Uh, but okay. yeah, Ooh. this whole thing was right. Um, this was a detective, a couple of detectives called Paul Holds and a lawyer, Steve Kramer, that uploaded the killer's DNA to GED match <laughs> and found 10 to 20 people that had been related to the Golden State Killer. And they just went down the family tree, and finally, there was one person left, and it was Joseph James D'Angelo. That's why I don't uh-huh. do those. Uh, twenty three. Why I don't send in my DNA? To twenty. It was not twenty three and me, but still. Like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy because he never sent it. It was just right. his That's cousin true. or whatever. So sorry, that sent you're not it. off the hook. <laughs> yeah, you got to convince your point. entire family to point. not use these services. <laughs> it's fascinating to me. All right, uh, Danny, you have one point. Sarah, uh, it is your turn. Here is your statement. Millionaire and heir to the Durst real estate fortune, Robert Durst was finally sentenced to jail for the murder of his wife, Kathleen, after being recorded confessing on a hot mic on the documentary series, The Jinx, The Life and Deaths of Robert Durst. Um, I think that's false because I don't think they ever found Kathleen's body. And I think he was sentenced to the murder of his friend, Susan. That was completely right. I was <laughs> pulling your leg. That is correct. Well done, Sarah. Boom. Thank you. Yeah, he was convicted of the friend. Um, what was her My name? name is not I think Susan. Susan Berman. I think it is Susan. Yeah, Susan Berman. Right, right, right. That's, that's correct. And he was sentenced to life in prison for that, but he died before the trial for the murder of his wife, Kathleen, actually happened. He was charged. But it never went to trial. He never received any sort of sentencing from it. Hmm. By the way, I had a friend who just recently watched this. <gasps> oh, what a thrill. So good. Oh, my gosh. I was gosh. so jealous that so... she hadn't seen it before. You know? wow. That's what the Casey what? Anthony doc could have had if they actually pressed her on a single thing that she said. <laughs> if they actually interviewed her? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Instead oh of my just God. filming her put up pictures? <laughs> I'm yeah. still not over that. Yeah, I think true crime documentaries, none of them have come close to um, what You can't replicate that. I mean, it's like, we love a hot mic moment, too, on Real Housewives. And, like, you can't orchestrate or produce no. that. It just has to happen naturally. For all you uh, Housewives lovers, Dylan Hafer yesterday interviewed Larsa and Lisa. Lisa. Ooh. They were in studio and they talked a little bit about the hot mic thing and divorce, everything that's happening. Ooh, so if you want to hear more about that, go check that episode out. It was great. They were very fun. They were um, kind of vulnerable, too. They talked about the Aww. difficulties of the season and everything. So great listen. Go check Aww, it out. I love it. Danny, it is back to you. We have Lord. a tie game one to one. Shit. When Dolly Osterich's husband was found dead, she claimed he had been killed in a robbery gone wrong. But years later, it was revealed that the killing was in fact done by Otto Soundhuber, Dolly's lover, who she had kept hidden in the basement of their house for years and years. Is this a twist in the case, or am I pulling your leg? Pulling leg, because it was the attic, not the basement. That is correct. I can't get this past you. Well done. Well done, (laughs) Daddy. It was the attic. This is a crazy case. We covered this fairly recently, Mm -hmm. like a month ago. Yeah. Great listen. The bat boy. (laughs) Bad boy, bad boy. (laughs) It's a case that it's stranger than fiction. It really is. Yes. Oh, I like that song too. (laughs) All right. uh, 
Danny is leading two to one. Sarah, this is back to you. In 2008, 68-year-old Agnes Westland was bludgeoned to death near a Swedish village, and her husband was arrested as the prime suspect. But was later released after forensic analysis proved that a moose had randomly kicked her to death during her evening walk. Okay, well, I wouldn't know this from any other thing, so I'm just going to say that it's true. It is true. Wow, this I've did never happen. Heard. What? <laughs> what? That's it's what like Michael Peterson story. was going for in the staircase. Oh, I feel like <laughs> should have used moose. Right, yeah, he should have yeah, said moose. a moose got in the house. So. This is crazy, but because apparently moose are generally pretty shy, and if you just like <laughs> yell at them, they just run away. So relatable. But during this time, this was the end of fall, beginning of winter. A bunch of apples had fallen from the trees and had just been lying there. They got fermented, so they became alcoholic. And this moose <laughs> ate a bunch of alcoholic <gasps> oh, apples. Yeah. Oh my god! And got lit and just became really aggressive and killed this poor woman who was just walking wow. around. Wow. <laughs> what the f- Oh my that god, I think that insane. has to be our next episode. I was going to I'm literally googling drunk moose murder. Drunk yeah. moose. I yeah. can't believe it. Her name it. was Agnes Westland. <laughs> that is so sad. Wow. Oh god. And how long was the husband in jail for? Or? I don't know the details, but okay. we can cover we'll, we'll it. In the, un- we'll the be episode. unpacking that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He sure yeah. will. <laughs> crazy all right we have a tie game this is two to two uh danny this is back to you oh god elizabeth short aka the black dahlia was found murdered in los angeles and remained an open case for over 60 years when detective steve hodel finally cracked it after studying the case for over 15 years he concluded that his own father george hodel was the killer which was confirmed by extensive dna testing Mm, I'm going to say it was true. Uh, I was pulling your leg. Most of this is true, but it was never confirmed. This still kind of remains a bit mysterious. They never really were able to do any sort of DNA testing Testing or forensic evidence. Never really concluded that he was, in fact, the killer. But they did suspect him. And the FBI bugged his house. And they recorded okay. him saying something pretty incriminating. Pretty damning. A hot mic. Supposing, <laughs> supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia, they can't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. They thought there was something fishy. Anyway, now they may have figured it out. Killed her. Maybe I did kill my secretary. <laughs> I mean, can we can, can, can we I think we can almost definitely conclude. Wow. Why would you say this <laughs> Like, yeah, I know. Like, who, who, yeah, that's true. Who were you talking to? <laughs> Wait, Maybe I did the, the documentary filmmakers who did the jinx. Like, they're just... <laughs> yeah, Andrew they're so, They just really trust you to open up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, sir, this is an Arby's. Like, what's your order? <laughs> All right. It is a tie game. And this is the last question, which goes to you, Sarah. You have the chance to win this game. Okay. Okay. Ted Kaczynski, more commonly referred to as the Unabomber, carried out a series of bombings in the 80s and 90s, but was finally found when his brother David read his manifesto, recognized his brother's linguist style, and turned him into the federal authorities. I think that's true. That is correct, Sarah. Yeah, he did, in fact... 
got busted by his own brother. Damn, your own family. Tough. Wow, this entire game is basically don't trust your fucking family. Happy holidays. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this was so interesting to me because it wasn't even like a handwritten note that he could tell, oh, that looks like my brother's handwriting. It was just the way that the manifesto was written, that the words he was using and the way that he talked. The manifesto was pretty interesting if you find, I mean, he was obviously deranged and killed a bunch of people. So, I mean, you can't really support him, but he was rejecting industrialization and he was advocating for a more sort of nature centered way of living. And bombing accomplishes that. I know, right? I'm like, but that's also my thing. I'm like, dude, he went out in the middle of nowhere to live. Just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like join a protest. I don't know. Don't like bomb (laughs) buildings and stuff. Make solar power, bitch. Like, <laughs> you're so smart. Yeah. So true. Solar oh power. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sarah, you are the winner of Woo. today's game, Twisting the Case or Pulling My Leg. But before we go, we have some unfinished business. Oh, oh snap. Sh- it has been brought to our attention that one of our games we played a couple episodes ago, the Vatican Girl oh. game, was in fact incorrect. One of my answers was incorrect. The internet lied to me. So the game should have ended in a tie. So today we'll play the tiebreaker for that. So Danny, you could win this point back or keep it. Or Sarah, you can, in fact, turn the tides and win that game that you should have not lost. So here is the question. It's going to be a number question. You're both going to write down a number. Whoever's closest is going to win. So as you remember, this all took place in the Vatican City. I don't remember anything about the Vatican. The question is, what is the population of... Vatican City. Oh God! Do we have to be like direct or like? I was like, um, Price is right. Like we could close. No, whoever's closest. It doesn't matter if you go over or, or under. Just whoever is closest to this actual number. I will give you a little hint. The clergy lives there. Swiss guards that defend the people also live there. So it's it's that type of people. There's no sort of random citizens. Also, that there. tip that was like when a teacher gives you a hint and you're just like. <laughs> Got it, got it. Um, <laughs> right? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, let's reveal your answer. Sarah, what did you come up with? <laughs> 150. 150. Oh, okay, shit. Danny. I did 650. Danny's closest. What? The actual answer is 453 people. Ooh. Wow. Holy shit. So, yeah. That's a lot of people. But everyone who lives there is considered to be influential or important to Catholicism in general. So everyone's Roman Catholic. <laughs> you can't be there if you're uh, <laughs> Protestant okay. or whatever. Well then. So the clergy, who the people, the people who operate the city, the Swiss guards live there. There's a lot more people that work in the Vatican City. You know, that's like what made the me museums up yes. and the attractions. Okay. But they Smart. just live just outside the city or just live in other parts of Rome and then just commute to work every day. So me being wrong helped me be right because I thought all of them would live there. So that's why I added. I, I added They're like, thing. I really don't want to commute. Can I just like live right? in the Sistine Chapel? You're like, hey, so I talked to God. He's cool with it. <laughs> Another interesting thing is that there's no hospital in Vatican City. So there's no births. Like no one is born in Vatican City. You're only granted I'm sure people die there with no fucking doctor. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) The last little factoid. This is uh, really interesting. You know how um, like United States is a democracy. 
you in know, theory. They're, <laughs> I was going to say on paper. Well, on paper, on paper. That's like, it's a, like Republic, you know. Their actual name for their form of government is a unitary Catholic theocratic elective absolute monarchy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which is so interesting. That's so fun. An that is? elective absolute monarchy because I guess they choose their... Yeah, like, they choose the Pope. So, hey. The Pope. Oh, that's true. So they they vote for him. So it's <laughs> but, it's, but he's just a monarch. Okay, <laughs> that's kind of true. But that is wow. it, Danny. You keep your point. I like how I've now won this trivia game twice by being <laughs> stupid about the fact of Vatican City. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Our uh, true crime championship is uh, almost over. We have one more episode ah! of the oh, year. Oh, and that's when we do the comparison for our theories, right? Yeah, we will oh. revisit those and see how many points you got for each of those. Fuck. But it, it's anyone's game at this point. You know, based on those predictions, Danny, you are in the lead right now, but Sarah, you could turn the tides. Okay. So. I like forget every single thing we... I remember Pete Davidson was one part of our thing. Oh, so God. I don't know what I said about him, but <laughs> we'll say. Uh, I probably we had too much faith see. in his and Kim's relationship. <laughs> and I don't think I did. Okay, so that could help me out. But we'll all find out next week. On uh, Not Another True Crime podcast. So thank you guys for listening. And also always join the Facebook group, Not Another True Crime group. It's just fun. And it's also where we get a lot of our episodes from. And I mean, I'm probably going to be talking about the drunk moose in there now. Because <laughs> I, I, I got oh questions. God. It's true. <laughs> oh my God. Also, if you know of a, a good old 1920s caper, um, <laughs> we're loving that lately. So drop it in there. Drop it in there. Or DM it to at Not Another True Crime. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Casper Danny Casper with a K. Follow me at Sarah Lameem. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with some high stakes. Whew. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico, Sean Kilby, and Rebecca Sosmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at Not Another True Crime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send all of your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.